Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis and his son, Austin, in the studio as your crew for Just Plain Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. Very special edition of the big show because Dennis is usually connected via the web. Uh, however, he flew into Orlando from the Great White North of Minnesota to join us in the flesh, in person, here in the studio. Welcome. Thank you. To you and your son, uh, Austin, good to see you, my friend. Likewise. All right, so, uh, you know, we got a, a a very cohesive crew to navigate the latest aviation news and information. But before we do that, we got to talk about your trip. We got to talk about my trip, because last week I was living life on the edge. And I mean that literally, because I was on the Celebrity Edge cruise ship. Oh, I thought it was just you were taking your life in your hands by going on a boat full a of A little bit people. of both. A little bit of both. But uh, I am, uh, you know, 100%. I had no issues on the cruise. We had a family uh, trip scheduled that I went on at a great time. No coronavirus. Maybe a few coronas. I don't, need, I don't need to go into detail on that. But, uh, but yeah, it was, it was a good trip, you know. So, you know, obviously the cruise lines are being hit. Travel's being hit. This whole corona, corona thing is insane. Everybody was worried about me. And uh, we did have the news on the cruise ship all week. And I was watching like, oh, my gosh, everybody must be terrified. Greg, is he alive? Well, yes, I am. Despite uh, your most, uh, you know, your, your wishful thoughts to the contrary, I am back as your host of Just Plain Radio. Sorry, folks. We tried. Yeah. Well, you know. Uh, so anyway, but and I would highly recommend it. You can get some great deals on cruise ship trips right now. Well, you can get great deals, period. I don't know if this was just a coincidence, but we got the cheapest Avgas I've ever seen yeah? in Millington, Tennessee, just outside of Memphis. How much were you paying? $3.31 a gallon. Wow. That is, that's dirt cheap. We for... pay almost that for premium to, to put in your car. Yeah. So you were like anxious to get the hell out of Dodge. Well, in your case, Minnesota. Well, we uh, we timed it well. It's actually spring break, so this we've been trying for three years to make a trip to Florida during spring break, mm-hmm. and the weather has stymied us every single time we've tried. And right. this year, things finally cooperated. We made it within hours because we got in the air at about two hours later. They got a snowstorm coming through Minneapolis, so we we timed it perfectly. Right, and Austin's looking forward to uh, experiencing his first. Wet t-shirt contest in Florida. Is that right, Austin? Well, first wet t-shirt contest in Florida. What do you mean? I don't think I have to explain anymore. Okay. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. You raised him well. Yes. <laughs> so uh, who, who knows what uh, they may get mixed up into. But uh, we do have some plans to finally, you know, we've talked about it the last month or so about flying down to pick up some stone crabs. To eat, by the way. Anyway, I keep getting these emails from, you know, one listener in particular who who keeps uh, taking us to task like, hey, you can't go down to Everglade City and get stone crabs and bring them back with you. That's against the law. 
I, I could bring leftovers in a doggy bag and share it with my family. Yeah, whatever. Well, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go eat them. And if we have leftovers, we'll bring them back with us. Who knows? But we're not using them to offset our costs. We're just using uh, Dennis's airplane in a very effective way to fill our bellies full of Florida stone crab before they close the season down here. I think it's at the end of March, isn't it? I think or it's lobster it season. It's the end of March. I'm not sure when stone crab ends. Yeah, I'm not sure. But it's open right now. We know that. So we've already talked to our contact. We're planning that. We'll get into that in a little bit. But let's go. let's back up just a little bit. And talk about your trip from Minnesota down to Orlando, our home base of operations, and how it went near Mooney 201. Well, uh, the weather was, you know, more or less uh, cooperated. We actually were able to get out of Minneapolis before the uh, the snowstorm came in, and yeah, um, it was it was great. We had tailwinds almost the whole way. Uh, we because of some of the weather in the northern Panhandle, we saw there was a you know like a cold front coming through, and we we figured if we stayed a little bit uh, farther west. Uh, and go for Memphis, we could kind of come around the backside of some of the forecast rain, and it actually worked out perfectly. Okay. By the time we land, landed in Memphis, the clouds were breaking up over the airport. In, in matter of fact, uh, we, we actually, uh, on the west side of the airport, we were in solid IFR, and as soon as we crossed the center line of the runway, it was severe clear. It was the weirdest thing. Hmm. So it was just like a, you know, like the skies had opened up to like, you. Like, yeah. Yep, there you Hallelujah. go. Hallelujah. And then you get to, what, Tennessee, you said, and you, you fill up and you're like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. Because the gas was so cheap. Well, we had actually figured out that the gas was cheap before we left because we were trying to find a good halfway point and we saw Memphis. And when I looked at the uh, uh, AvWeb's uh, you know, the website there and take a look at the FBOs that were available and we saw that price for gas, I'm like, yeah, well, this is definitely where we're stopping. Right. Well, was there like a, you know, a fuel attendant there, you know, in a, like a hillbilly outfit or something sucking on a piece of straw and say, Oh, Hey, you guys, where are you from? No, just a, just typical line guy with a Nashville predators, uh, tossle cap on or something like that. Well, uh, what did he say when you said, Hey, why is your gas so cheap? I didn't, I don't question it. You just took it and said, Hey, thank you. Yeah, Have a nice day. And there's two FBOs on the airport, so it's not like it's just you know a, a one show and they're trying to pull everybody in. I mean, there's actually competition on the field, and their price is just dirt cheap. Yeah, are they were they both the same? Were yeah, both three thirty one okay. a gallon, and it was three forty six if they came to you with the fuel truck instead of going to self serve. Okay, so Which you did we, just, the, we, we the fuel truck. We called yeah. the fuel truck. I gotcha. So uh, so a little shout out to the uh, Memphis FBO once again. It's what it's CTI yeah. up at Millington. Uh, Memphis Airport. Y'all are awesome. I mean, that's what you said when you did, right, Austin? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm sure they appreciate the, the little shout out and and more people will probably take advantage of that when they well, see, because that's not common even here in Orlando. You, it's not that cheap. It's nowhere near that. Yeah. Uh, in fact, at uh, at the FBO at Orlando Executive, it's $7 a gallon. Right. It's that That's painful. Well, and even mm-hmm. the FBO, we get fuel from at our home airport. It's still well over a dollar more a gallon, even with my employee discount. Which is uh, what? Redacted. Oh, <laughs> good answer. But, but, but what, yeah, what, what? Think about it: three forty a gallon plus a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you go. So that's that's what you're paying at your home base somewhere in that area. All right. Well, the, yeah. So you're filled up, and and you had a tailwind on the way down to Orlando, and so, so what were you figuring? Because I know you'd love to trim your engine out and your aircraft out to maximum fuel efficiency 
And you've got it down to low as like what, six gallons an hour or something? Oh, no, it's not that good. But oh. at 155 knots, uh, it's burning right at 10 gallons an hour. We 10, fi- okay. We filled up completely before we left, and we put 39.9 gallons of gas in yeah. for a four-hour flight. Sweet. You can't get any closer to 10-gallon-an-hour fuel burn than doing that. Well, there you go. And so you made good time. Yeah, you had a good flight, with the exception of a little rumbling or something, I hear. what 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 is the issue that's being repaired as we speak? Well, it quite simply, it, we suspect there's just a, a fouled-out spark plug. And, of course, it shows up uh, in the last five minutes of the flight as mm. we're being vectored in for the instrument approach at 11 o'clock at night into Orlando. Yeah. And uh, we... You know, you go to full rich just before you, you know, get everything configured to land. You want everything full forward. And we went to full rich and started to feel a vibration in the airplane. Yeah. And I'm like, I looked at Austin's like, what the hell is that? <laughs> uh, and so then all of a sudden we look at the engine monitor and you could see the temperature on the number four uh, cylinder was dropping mm. like a rock. I'm like, oh, okay, quick, grab the mixture. And I leaned it out as far as I could go. Yeah. And it's smoothed out right away, which really indicates that we've probably just got, you know, some carbon fouling or something on a plug. Right. And the vibration went away. We started to see the temperature start to come back up. And by the time we were in the flare, um, it, it was back to normal. So hmm. we're going to so have a mechanic looking at it just because right. we don't want to take a chance on the next flight that that comes back. Okay. No way. You got to uh, paint this picture for me. So you're, you're in a formation. Uh, ready or uh, doing your uh, approach, and you're in the final when you notice this, or what? Which we were leg? About like two miles from the final approach fix into the ILS into Orlando Exec. Okay, when this started to happen, right? And we opted. Uh, I mean, we recognized that it was probably just carbon fouling because yeah. it was only affecting the one cylinder. Mm-hmm. We leaned it back, cylinder came back, and we just opted to keep going. Yeah, because we had the situation like under control at that right. point. Yeah, and I mean, you got two pilot. accomplished pilots there flying the plane. Is it, yeah, are you having a chat with ATC telling them this too, or are you keeping this to yourself? We had already been handed off. Um, the tower was closed, so we were just, oh, right. you know, here you go. That's right. They came in kind of late. So uh, it came in, land, no problem. And then uh, they're working on it now, To and the mechanic's uh, checking it out, making sure that is indeed what it is, right? Yep. I want to know because I'm Well, because you're about, the next one to go fly. Yeah, hello. <laughs> And there are two accomplished pilots at the helm. If I can join them, they will have two accomplished pilots still at, the, at, the helm. at the helm. And uh, ride along. Or what a parasitic drag. That's what I am. All right. More coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. 
Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I need your weights, by the way. What do you mean? For the plane. It's I'm a safety issue. The weight. This is a regulation. This is a Ask regulation. Jeff if he'll give you his weight. You're not going to give me your weight? She doesn't even know how much I weigh. No. You know who else doesn't know how much I weigh? My doctor. My weight. My business. No one knows. It's very personal. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be dead in the Sea of Cortez than have you know what I want. We got two hearts on fire. Breathe in higher and higher. Ashes to embers to full on flame. Now I bet you can see it from an this is Just Plane Radio. Gregor Copilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis and his son, Austin. Rounding out the crew today as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. And just talk about flying airplanes. That's what uh, Dennis just did with his son down to Orlando, our headquarters, to pick me up and possibly head uh, further south uh, in his Mooney 201. So on the way down, they had a little bit of a, possibly a carbon fouling spark plug issue, which is actually the same problem I had with Captain Ed. When we flew over to the Sebring uh, Light Sport Expo a couple of years ago, same exact thing. And, and but we caught it on the on the run up. We we're getting ready to take off from the event, and uh, same thing. The, the the plane started shaking, and I kind of look over at Ed like that doesn't seem normal, does it? And then I see Ed looking at all the controls and stuff. I'm like, oh geez, and the sun's starting to set. I'm like, we might be stuck here. Yeah, I remember that. And you were able to diagnose your problem with the same way with by being able to look at the engine monitor and see what it was uh telling you for which cylinder was having the problem and Right. Yeah. It's it if any if there was ever a reason to buy a engine monitor for your airplane, that is it. The the right. ability to know exactly what's going on, be able to get that information to your mechanic if they need it. It it's just uh really has changed flying for me. Right. Well, without that information, all you would have been able to tell the mechanics, say, look, it got a little rough. 
when we uh, added the fuel mixture, he'd have no idea which cylinder it was, but you're able to tell from the monitor that it's obviously this particular cylinder that's given us issues. Uh, take a look at that first. So it could save you time uh, for the mechanic finding out what the problem was, right? Yep. And it could also help you, um, you know, if if it's always the number four cylinder, then maybe we need to look at something. You know, maybe the fuel injector is putting too much fuel in that cylinder for some reason. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's just, it gives you so much more information to be able to help troubleshoot and see if there's a pattern. Right. And, and that was the problem that we had when I was flying with Ed, is that uh, there was some carbon fouling on that one particular spark plug. And uh, sure enough, the mechanic dug in there, and he he knew right away. Well, as soon as he got in, he could tell right away. Yep, there's a little bit. Let me clean it up and see if that does the trick. And he fired it up, and bingo. So it, I mean, he got us up and going. Probably, you know, f- first of all, it was the end of the day. We had a problem of, oh please, let there still be a, a mechanic on duty, and there was. And we got in there, and I'd say we were we were just delayed about an hour and a half. Because, you know, he still had to tear the cylinder open and all that kind of stuff. And that took a few minutes, but it was pretty quick. And uh, we still got home that day. So in your case, the guy's looking at it now and you're waiting for a report. Is that right? Yep. We just told him, just go ahead and pull all of them and clean them. You know, t- check that one first just to yeah. verify. And then since you've got it apart, just go ahead and clean the other one so we don't have another problem. When was the last time you took a look at him, Austin? What do you think? Do you know? We were just talking about them like 50 hours ago yeah, or something like that. I mean, is that like a, is that an annual thing or is, what is that? It's usually, um, it's usually on hours. Yeah. Um, so generally people say do them every other oil change. Um, yeah. and, and for us that works out pretty well cause we, we do our oil changes roughly every 35 hours. Mm-hmm. So at, you know, 70 hours to, you know, some places only do them every hundred hours. It just yeah. kind of depends on the engine and how they're being run and. You know, right. In our case, I think because we've been doing so much flight training as opposed to cross-country flying lately, so there's been a lot of, you know, start-stops and, you know, low-power stuff as we're cruising around and practicing things, maybe that's, that may have contributed to it as opposed to running it hard for, you know, four-hour legs at a time mm-hmm. where it's leaned out efficiently at high altitude. Well, worst-case scenario, when you notice it started getting rough when you put in fuel, uh, full fuel for the landing yesterday, right? Yep. Uh and you notice the vibration, and you saw the the pressure going down on that particular cylinder on the engine monitor. Yeah, if you would have left it the way it was, you still would have landed okay, fine, wouldn't you? Or could it have uh, potentially stalled eventually? I don't know that it would have died, but it was really rough and very uncomfortable. And by leaning it out, um, we got power. You know, there was obviously a little bit of a power loss, but we were in a descent, so that's not such a big deal. But you don't want to, you know, with the engine or the whole plane shaking like you're driving down a, a washboard road. Right. Um, that's not cool. Yeah. You don't want that. You don't no. want to be shook up, so to speak. But, but worst case scenario, though, I mean, would it have shut down or what would it have done? I don't think it would have shut down, but it was definitely, you know, very uncomfortable vibration that you needed to, you knew you had to do something. Yeah. In but, our it, case, but if we you're were on the final, 10 minutes. Well, I was going to say, if you're on the final, though, anyway, couldn't you just drift down in your Mooney 201? Doesn't it have a nice Clyde slope? Like, even if you t- cut off power, you would have just still landed fine. Austin, what do you think? You're well, the newish pilot. I was in the left seat. Um, my dad was in the right seat, and he was uh, pretty much busy troubleshooting. I was flying the airplane. Yeah. And we were shooting the ILS in, but we were VMC, and I opted to stay a little higher on the glide slope just in case the absolute worst-case thing happened, engine died. Right. I knew it wouldn't. 
I was pretty confident that it wouldn't. Yeah. But, but the glide concerns. slope on your Mooney 201 is what? It's about uh, 11 glide, to 1. Yeah, glide ratio is 11 to 1, okay. which is significantly better than like a 172. Right. But it's no like sailplane. Yeah. Well, of course. And, you know, we're, we weren't like, you know, when this happened, it wasn't like we could see the end of the runway. We were still a couple miles, you know, to the west of the field still. So you're a bit out of glide slope yes. range still at that point. Yeah, and so at 2,000 feet out over the city at night yeah, without the runway in sight. Yeah. You would have made uh, the morning news easy. Right. If, if you wouldn't That's have made it. That's not how I want exactly to make my goal, though. <laughs> hey, he made it. A little bit, uh, well, not at the place that I thought he was going to be. But no, I, I'm I'm glad it worked out. Uh, and uh, it sounds like that's right on target, but you don't know for sure until you hear from the mechanic, I guess. Right. And and I, you know, since this is not my home field, I, I reached out to our resident experts and uh, sent a message off to Ed and Keith this morning. And yeah. they, within minutes, they had already given me a phone number to their recommended mechanic on the field. And they were able to uh, get us right in and take a look at it. No problem at all. Right. Well, and you gave them a little incentive saying, hey, we have to have this fixed because Greg wants to go eat some stone crabs. Yeah. And I'd also mentioned that I didn't know you, so they're not going to double the price. Oh, there we go. See, Ed and Keith warned you? Yes. Okay. Good guys. Yeah. So, they, yeah, they, they know uh, how things work. <laughs> What to say, what not to say, and it's always good to have someone on the inside. All right, so yeah, the plan is to uh, maybe uh, you know uh, you know get things uh, approved today, get the plane running. They're going to take care of some business, and then maybe tomorrow or the next day we may run south to Everglade City or uh, that particular runway or one nearby at Marco Island, where we know someone who's willing to pick us up and who knows the local orientation on where they bring the stone crabs in for Florida. I, I Fresh kinda, ones. I kind of like the idea of the mark of going to Marco Island. It sounds like the the prices are just as good. The boats come right straight in there. Nicer and, uh, FBO, probably Marco's bigger pretty runway, swanky, isn't it? That, that's kind of like a, a nice high area. end area. I wonder yeah. if they'll let my Mooney in or if it'll be too low class. Right, did you? Uh, do we still have the paint on numbers or no? We took tape those numbers. off. Oh, they're off totally. Okay, we'll, we'll fit in a little better. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I've been up around the stratosphere at 31,000 feet. I'm going to fly on out of here on wings that you can't see. If you're going to fly high without fear, you're going to have to learn to love the atmosphere. And you got to learn to use those wings you can't see. This is Just Plain Radio. Gregor Copilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis and his son, Austin, rounding out the crew today. All right, so we're getting ready to go down in, uh, uh, to South Florida in, in this Mooney 201. Uh, that's Captain Dennis's aircraft. And uh, get some stone crabs for lunch. Maybe do a lunch run. It's it's like I don't know. Well, you know, it's hopefully going to be cheaper than a hundred dollar hamburger. We because they sell them cheap down there, or at least compared to going to like Joe's Stone Crab in Miami, which they are hundred dollars a claw. Right? Yeah, it's crazy expensive. But you go to this place, Everglades City, or we may fly into Marco Island and uh, do something there, and uh, it, it'll be great adventure. You'll hear about it hopefully next week if all goes as planned. And, and then, but you're leaving your aircraft here in Orlando. Because uh, we're just a few weeks away from from having sun and fun in Lakeland, so you're going to leave it down here through then. 
Yep. Is that the plan? Yeah, we didn't want to take a chance, you know, being spring break and having to actually get back for work and school. So we thought, you know, why do two round trips in two weeks? We can just fly commercial. Right. Tickets are really cheap right now with with a certain scare going on. So mm-hmm. uh, we decided to do that so we can make our commitments. Uh, but the airplane's already here. And yeah. so we're going to tie it down over at uh, Orlando Executive and you know, hopefully you can get it all detailed and looking pretty before sun and fun. Cause you know, detailed, you, what do you mean? Like cleaned and washed yeah, and the, stuff? The belly could use a really good scrub, Greg. Well, Ed and Keith at flight training professionals have people for that. They well, know people. And fortunately the wash racks right out in front of their shop. Okay. That's, that's great. Uh, what are you saying? Me? Yeah. I, no, I, I, no, no, We need your attention that. to detail, Greg. You need to do a little something to contribute. Yeah. I, I know where the car you, wash is. I have no clue on what to do with an aircraft. So you're out of luck. You're going to have to talk to Ed and Keith and say, hey, who's your cleaning boy? It, which happens to be Ed's son, by the way. <laughs> and I think he's on spring break. So you might be in luck this week. Well, good. We'll yeah. have to get that knocked out. Though. Okay. There you go. It's got to look pretty when we fly into sun and fun. I here. agree. I mean, yeah, we we, uh, we have standards. They're pretty low. Very low. Lower than most. But, uh, you know, cleanliness will just kind of kick it up a notch. And that's the plan is to fly it from Orlando over to uh, Lakeland here in April uh, for Sun and Fun. Which, by the way, coronavirus or not, so far at least, they're saying it's definitely on. They're not canceling that event. That's the word on the uh, street. More coming up. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your stewardess speaking. We regret any inconvenience the sudden cabin movement might have caused. This is due to periodic air pockets we encountered. There's no reason to become alarmed, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your flight. By the way, is there anyone on board who knows how to fly a plane? Airplanes, airplanes, flying all around the sky. Do you think we can take off before he gets here? Airplanes, airplanes, flying way up high. Oh, that's a catchy tune. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me along with Captain Dennis and his son, Austin, who flew into uh, Just Plane Radio headquarters here in Orlando, Florida today. We're going to head south here in the next day or so, and we'll tell you all about that next week. Uh, Obviously, the big news, not just for aviation, but the mainstream media, is this coronavirus. So uh, I, I guess we have to talk about it a little bit, even though I'm sure you've heard more than you want to hear on every other channel there is in the world about it. But what about it from an aviation standpoint? Obviously, uh, you know, travel is being affected big time right right now by it. But, but Dennis, you have found a way to navigate around the issues by flying your own aircraft. So it's another uh, win for general aviation aircraft owners, you think? I think so, because I'm not having to worry about who I'm traveling with because it's a small subset. I know where they've been and I know where they're going. You're keeping your germs to your family. The Petri dish is mine. Right. (laughs) Yeah, you're not living life on the edge like I was last week on a cruise ship, which I literally did that. 
but uh, I was safe. But but I was obviously very aware of the situation and washing hands and using the antibacterial stuff. And and nobody on the boat, you know, reported any issues. So we were good. We had a great trip. And uh, there were about 500 less passengers than they typically have, which just means more fun for me. And uh, so, you know, it was a win from my perspective, too. But, you know, there's some things you can do. Uh, obviously, everybody's hearing about washing your hands for 20 minutes or 20, 20 seconds at least. And that's like the main thing you can do about uh, keeping yourself safe, using antibacterial uh, lotion as much as possible. Don't touch your face and that kind of stuff. These are all the things you commonly hear. But here's one from a... Uh, uh, aviation standpoint that uh, I had not heard, and I got to give credit to Dr. Oz uh, because you know how I watch him religiously every day. But um, he he said that if you if you're going to fly, he he wasn't saying you know don't fly uh, as you're hearing a lot of uh, news reports go out there. I mean, if you're in the risk group of sixty and above, and you have compromised immune systems you may want to reconsider doing such a thing but everybody else will be fine if they just use them common sense but one of the things he said on a commercial aircraft that what you could do other than obviously wiping down the tray tables or trying not to touch stuff like that which is kind of common sense and we always have complained about that in the past is is to turn the air vent above your seat on and make sure there's a steady uh breeze of air coming through uh, your seat, which will blow everyone else's germs away from you. Had you ever heard of that, Dennis? I haven't heard of it, but that's pretty much how I always fly because I like to have that fresh air. You know, otherwise you get hot and sticky in the airplane. And right, like, you know, at least I can kind of feel a little bit of a breeze. Well, and he said, uh, or I don't know if it was him or the guy he was talking to, said that fifty percent of the air is coming from the outside when you take that vent open plus the other 50 percent is going through a hepa filter so that air that's coming out of the vent is going to be better than the air you're sucking up around from everyone around you plus it's blowing their goo away from you yeah the only so that's the key phrase blow their goo away from you that is the thing you need to remember by opening the vent in your commercial aircraft. Yeah, and the only time I wouldn't have the vent pointed at me is if the person in front of me reclines their seat because I'm probably going to aim it at the back of their head. <laughs> well, there's that. But realize that you you may be protecting them from the coronavirus in the process. So, you know, hey. <laughs> Recline at your own risk. Right. Uh, or for, you know, you or may. for health concerns. Yeah, you may want to do that and just know, hey, I'm reclining because I, I care about me. I don't care about you. But once again, I want to sleep and I don't want the virus. So I'm reclining my seat and you can suck it, loser. Something like that. Something like that. Although yeah. I think Delta might like to have a word with you after they had to buy a uh, new laptop for a customer recently. Yeah. Well, hey, look, that's uh, up to Delta in their crappy seats. It had nothing to do with the person. Yeah, I had his laptop. Let's not go. Let's back. not start that again. <laughs> You're flying in private. You don't need to mess with that nonsense. That's true. I could just recline the seat or push slide the seat to the back and pull right. my laptop out while my co-pilot continues to fly well, the airplane. That's look, awesome. <laughs> yeah, Austin, you're you're a big boy, and and you fly commercial when you have to, and you recline your seat when you want to, right? I don't. You don't recline your seat. You're like your dad. You I, I sleep upright. Oh, really? Yeah, but, but generally, it, most of the time, I'm awake because I'm one of those airplane nerds that has four flight open and ADSB and 
trying to figure out what approach we're going into. Right, you're chair flying in the commercial uh, airliner. Yeah, as a good pilot or aviation enthusiast would would do, and I do that too. But I must do it while I'm reclined. I'm sorry, because I'm either doing that or I'm sleeping, one or the other. But regardless, um, you know, it's just something to keep in mind. And in that air vent thing, like I said, I got to credit Dr. Oz. The the phrase, uh, keep their goo away from you, I coined that one. I I'm probably need to trademark that. You think, Austin? Probably. Yeah. It's better yeah. safe than sorry. <laughs> keep, the, keep their goo away from you and open the vent. Yeah. I don't know. There's something there. Probably not much, but there is something. All right. So, uh, but once again, if you have your own aircraft, you know, this is a way you can pitch it to your spouse. Say, we need to get our, uh, we need to get our own Mooney because we don't want this thing. We want to keep our germs to ourselves, our our flying petri dish to ourselves, and this is one other way we can protect our family. Yeah, we don't want to be exposed to any additional viruses. So right. By, by flying privately, we can avoid all of that. Yes, Austin it has the same little air vents to keep your goo away from even within your family unit. Exactly. You can open up the vent and do and do just the same. But that usually has nothing to do with viral issues as much as it has to do with uh, air particles. Fragrances. From, yes. Yes. From, you know, that uh, that FBO stop at the Mexican diner kind of thing, right? You have nothing to say right now, do you, Dennis? No, I'm, I'm just thinking the whole ride down, you know, Austin, It's the seats aren't that roomy. You know, it's a general aviation airplane, but he's constantly adjusting, you know, and grabbing this and twisting his back and trying to reposition, you know, when you're for, doing four-hour legs. And yeah. I'm like, you didn't just... No, no, I'm just adjusting my seat. Okay, I worry when you do that. <laughs> uh, but you might want to open You might want to crack that floor vent, too. <laughs> oh, golly. Can't wait for that trip uh, that we head down. Well, hey, you know as what? long as we have stone crabs and not burritos, I think we'll be fine. Exactly. Uh, you know, the, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to By the way, have you had stone crab before, Austin? I have not. I knew it. And Dennis, you have though. I mean, I have not oh, either. Oh, neither have. Oh my We're god! We're from Minnesota. We oh. don't exactly have fresh seafood unless it comes from Red Lobster, which isn't really the definition of fresh seafood. I've well, Maine Lobster Claw, which I believe I remember you saying, like, is very similar. It is to, kind of, and yeah. I love that. So I'm very excited. It, it is tasty stuff for sure. Yeah, it's it's obviously different than Maine Lobster, but you know, it's one of those big claws. And uh, it kind of has the same shape, but it does taste a little different. It's probably closer to lobster tail than it is like a main lobster claw. I, I like that too. So. Yeah, man, and probably a little. The meat's a little firmer, if you know. And they serve them, and you just dip them in the cocktail sauce, and yum. Or, or actually, it's a mustard type thing. They dip what, them no, in no melted butter. I don't. You know what? I don't think that's typical, but I don't know. I'm not some, sure. It's been so long since I've had them. It's been. Jeez, I haven't had uh, stone crab claws, Florida stone crab claws, in at least five years. And the last time I was down, I was at the Miami International Boat Show, and somebody had busted into my truck and stole my clothes uh, that afternoon when I was at the show. And we had a dinner planned at Joe's Stone Crab in Miami. And I was like, golly, my, my truck is messed up here. It was freezing that day. It was like, you know, high of like 35, believe it or not, in Miami that day, that evening. And I, I can't roll my windows up because I have one. I don't have one on the, on the passenger side window. They busted it out, right? And I was like, all right, do I go ahead and drive home to Orlando now when it's a little warmer? Or do I keep my uh, dinner date 
at Joe's Stone Crab and then head back after. Well, of course, I kept my dinner date because I know Stone Crab uh, claws are pretty freaking awesome. So I wasn't about to, uh, you know, give up on those. So I went down there and I ate them and I froze my ass off on the drive back to Orlando. The sacrifices you make. Yes, but it was well worth it is my point to that little antidote. That once you have the uh, Florida Stone Crab claws, you you uh, you're gonna be uh, sitting pretty, and it'll be well worth your adventure all the way down from the Great White uh, North. But we're not gonna stock up and like sell them, so don't even think that. We're just going down there for a personal experience of enjoyment. That's what it's all about. Absolutely, absolutely. More coming up. Stay close. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. For nearly 75 years, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association has been a beacon for those who cherish the freedom to fly. AOPA protects your rights as a pilot by fighting airspace restrictions, fuel taxes, user fees, airport closings, and other issues that threaten your ability to take to the sky. AOPA is on the front lines every day to ensure that general aviation and the interests of its members are promoted and safeguarded. Learn more about how you can become a member at AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. So we're going to give you an aviation term, and you're going to write the definition of what you think it means on your board. Okay. Flying dirty. I think they were a little shocked at how dirty aviation can sound. Thrust. Cockpit. Suck, squeeze, bang, blow. So what do you think that'd be? Um, the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Come and fly away with me. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That is me along with Captain Dennis and his son Austin rounding out the crew. Okay, so the big story this week, 
No, not coronavirus. It was the fact that the Bachelor wrapped up. Uh, Peter, the pilot, uh, you know, it came down to the two ga- girl, gals. I don't even know what their names are. Who cares, right? What, what we care about is how Peter represented the aviation community and, and uh, on, on The Bachelor. And uh, Dennis, as you know how it wrapped up, it was uh, pretty chaotic. And you followed this thing, like, uh, religiously. Uh, Only through your coverage, Greg. Well, hey, I'm here to tell everybody, uh, you know, at the beginning of the season, the only thing I was concerned about is how was he going to represent? He he seemed like a great guy. He has a great attitude. Uh, He had a plethora of ladies to pick from. They were all great. Uh, It was, you know, he he handled himself pretty well till the very end. And he totally screwed the pooch and uh, walked away with nothing. His his family, his mom is like yelling at him. Did you see this, Austin? You saw this. Come on. This yeah, is what the kids definitely. are into these days, yeah, right? I, I watched it live. Nobody's listening. You can you can tell me the truth. Come on. Come on, Austin. Yep, definitely watched it Okay, yep. he saw mm-hmm. how uh, Peter uh, basically picked the girl that everyone said, What are you, nuts? And uh, totally made us look bad, Dennis. I mean, I got to tell you, Peter, I, I, you know, I feel your pain. I know, um, you know, love can be blind and pretty friggin' stupid sometimes. Well, and I'm, he I'm pretty definitely going to have to question his judgment if he's ever the captain of my airplane. Yeah, well, he's a Delta pilot. That's why I'm worried. Yeah, and he's, you know, he's been spotted across the country since, uh, you know, the season started. But now that the finale happened this week and we saw what he did, oh, my God. I, I don't know. It's, I don't think it, he's going to have very uh, as many positive interactions <laughs> as he did before. It'd be like, hey, dummy, you still dating that whack job? You know, that kind of stuff is what I'm guessing he's going to get. You know, so I, I, I don't know. I mean, he, he represented pilots so well up until the very end, and then he choked. Wouldn't it be ironic if air traffic control started giving him random holds and things like that you know right figure out it's him flying oh of course that would be great wouldn't it they, but but it's all going to be hey you still uh you still dating that whack job you know that kind of <laughs> i mean I, I i do i kid but i feel sorry for him but on the other side of the coin it's like come on you just want to shake him like what were you thinking man were you not watching the same show you were in it you surely could have seen this was a big, big mistake. The girl he let go, oh my gosh, very beautiful. Everything you could ever want. His parents loved her. And he totally, he just just took it from her because she just dished it out on him and just crucified him on, uh, on The Bachelor. It, it, it was so sad. And I was like, come on, Peter. At the beginning of the scene, I said, okay, you know, remember, you are representing an entire industry. Don't let us down. And he did so well till the very end, and then choked. That's my, that's my uh, perception of what happened. But if he would have gone with the safe choice, would it have made for this kind of drama? Would you be talking about it right now? You know that the writers and producers behind the scenes were pulling strings. No, what are you talking about? This was natural. Yeah, oh yeah, this, this was, is reality this TV. Is reality. Dennis. Oh, I'm sorry. You're trying to act like this stuff is scripted somehow. Get yeah, out! Come on, jeez. Really? What, what kind of fake news are you watching? The same one that everybody else is. Okay. Well, uh, you know, I, I it was disappointing, and uh, I it'll be interesting to see how it plays out because I thought, you know, you know, looking for uh, Peter the pilot from The Bachelor, he was going to make the rounds all like Sun and Fun and Air Venture. Now, yeah, I mean, you, you don't. He's like toxic. 
nobody's going to want to see him. Are you with me on this or what? Well, people do like to watch train wrecks. So maybe yeah. there'll be some uh, but, following from that respect just to see how it works out. Yeah. I, I'm sure Delta of all uh, businesses <laughs> are furious because they're thinking, hey, we got a gold mine here. God knows we need it right now. And then all of a sudden at the very end, he, he chokes. And so they lost all their positive PR that they could have got out of The Bachelor because uh, Peter picked the wrong gal. And, and don't get me wrong, the, the gal that he picked, I mean, God bless her, nice nice girl, I'm sure. But but the other girl was like, I mean, perfect. It, just like, it was just like scripted, like this was meant to be. His mom felt the same way. And, and when he picked the other girl, his mom, they're showing her face, and she's like going, oh, my God, don't do it. Because she didn't know who he had picked evidently until the final live episode you know this because you saw it right austin yep yep yeah uh but I, i'm trying to fill this in for uh, dennis to make sure he's up to speed on current events but you know the thing is uh you know she she's obviously not going to get along with her family there's no way in hell this relationship is going to work and it's so sad uh, not not that i really care about peter or his uh, relationship but the fact that he he made us look bad. He made us look bad as uh, pilots. But think how good this is going to work out for the Bachelorette now. Nah, I don't know if it will. They picked some other girl from the Bachelorette. Oh, they didn't from take the uh, runner-up and have her be the next no. Bachelorette. Yeah, she'll 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 show up on uh, like Bachelor in Paradise or one of those spinoffs or something like that. But you know, I bet she'll never be a pilot because she's gonna. He she he totally you know uh, screwed the pooch on that one. You know because she she's anything. You know, every time someone brings up a pilot to her, she's going to think of this bad experience that she had. And everybody watching it is going to think of the same thing. Like, oh, pilots, they're egotistical womanizers. Okay, the truth is, the truth is. But, they, you know, in this case, he could have said a whole different, you know, kind of scenario. And they're super smart. They know, you know, which way to go. And he just, ooh, he, he crashed and burned. Well, maybe she'll go out and become a pilot just to spite him. You think? You know, we need more women pilots, right? Well, that's true. There's plenty of opportunity, so who knows? Maybe there's some reverse psychology there that'll work in aviation's uh, advantage. And we'll leave it at that. Till next time, remember, there's no better high than learning learning to to fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from orbit. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to fly and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. Hi, some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com.